but geez, I was surprised. But 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 then, but that same thing, Bert. Just like you said, like that um, that oh my god, this fucking guy before me pissed on the seat. This is a crowded bathroom. Do I want to be the guy they all think did it? Maybe I shouldn't care. Maybe I should be more like the seat pissers and be like, I don't know these fucking people. <laughs> They're not going to say anything to me. Fuck the them. Seat pissers. <laughs> you know? But I, but I do feel compelled and I clean up the piss. Yeah, man, I uh, do. You are. Uh, that is impressive. You're folding underwear. You're yeah. cleaning up piss. You're, you are just such a great person to have in the community. We were you raised really right. Yeah. Bert, Bert and I were raised right. <laughs> clean up other dudes' piss. <laughs> American heroes. <laughs> American heroes. <laughs> Boom. Welcome to Bad Council, where Greg, Tim, Katie, and Bert freely give advice to their listeners' questions. Now, Let's be clear, these four are in no way qualified to be giving any advice. So, take it or leave it. Consider that your disclaimer. Now, on with the show. Quick, Katie, can you retext that to me? Uh, I... I copied it and then put it straight into the text. Oh, <laughs> so hold on. I'm scrolling right. back to. I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm sending it to Tim. Uh, I was like, where the hell is it? I I'm sending it to oh, Tim. I found it. it was I got all it back as to well. Friday. All right. I got okay. it as well. Oh, fr- okay, I'm only good. on Saturday. Jesus Christ. We text a lot. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. All right. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I like your t-shirt, Greg. <clears throat> Thank you. <laughs> used to used to crank that shit on my way to high school. Yeah, bad company. Bad company. Yes, that at one point wasn't that going to be. We thought that might be Bad Council's logo, something like yeah. That. Remember, right? Exactly. Uh, I think there was That'd even cool. a mock up on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, you guys. But we don't. We, we don't want the guys from uh, Bad Company, you know, calling us or. or uh, Suing us, you know what I mean? Paul Rogers, we want him on our ass. So. Right? Is he still alive? I can't believe. If, if someone from the seventy, a rock star from the seventies, is still alive, I now I'm like, you're a fucking poser. Like, there's no way you could. Well, Keith Richards a is a poser. Thing. Who? Keith Richards. Yeah, there's no. Come on, if they He's were doing that much, Dude. if they were doing that many hard drugs, there's no way they could still be alive. I don't know, man. There's something about They're British pickled. guys. They just fucking live forever. They, they do, man. Die. Like they just fu- like yeah. Like I, no, one's, I don't know. no one's telling me. Like Prince Philip. <laughs> I mean, he lived a long time. I'm saying. Yeah, Paul Rogers is still alive. Paul he Rogers was, he is was, still alive. Yeah, poser. He's not that old, actually. I mean, he's only oh, 20 years older than us. 73? Yeah. 74? Yeah, that's 70. not that old. Yeah, I just, I feel like, come on, man. Yeah, I don't know. I actually saw uh, on a uh, a TV show people doing, like, it was, a, you know, a story. It's called The Outlaws on on um, uh, Prime, Amazon mm. Prime. It's insanely good. It's so good. But in the second season, one of the characters tries crack for the first time. Mm. And it's the first time not only did I see someone smoking crack in a, you know, a 
a drama comedy, but also trying to visually uh, kind of make it seem like what smoking crack is actually like. That was wild. And I thought, I wonder if Bert has ever smoked crack. Like, I wondered if that's, yeah. you know, did it through I've dance safe, maybe. I've never done any drugs and- that you needed actually like a torch for. Like, I've never, I've never done dabs mm. either, right? Yeah. yeah. I had the torch and the glass pipe, and I felt really uncomfortable. I felt really uncomfortable watching it, but... I never, I, I never try drugs. I try cracking. Really really would you? Well, just do cocaine. I mean, it's like yeah, co- yeah. Co- yeah. I mean, but I mean, just for once, just for just to see what it was all about. That's how it all starts. <laughs> well, that, that is, that's what they say. You can get addicted from the first time, and I find that uh, hard to believe. I'd like to test that theory. <laughs> I don't believe that shit. That's the, how um, Greg ended up on the street. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was testing it for a podcast called Bad Counsel. <laughs> Now I'm a homosexual. (laughs) I've seen dudes get into like a fight over like the last line of cocaine at like two in the morning, you know, and shit like that. It's Mm. I don't know. The uh, it seems like it seems like a very expensive way to spend to to. It seems like I don't know, man. More money. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no question about it. We that's what that's what it's it's so good. (laughs) That's why I mean I was like oh thank God it. Back in the day, I was like, oh, thank goodness, this is so expensive, because I'll never be able to afford to do this on a sort of a regular basis. I mean, if you're doing Adderall, it's all, it's the same receptors. It's just, it's just, mm. I don't know, the, um, I guess it's less intense. I mean, I, I mean, you've done cocaine before, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not crack. I mean, it's not, I mean, yeah, not crack. I mean, the, uh, I mean, I don't think. I, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I mean, cocaine was fun. It was a blast. Feel great. Uh, it's really fun. Yeah, mm. but. I loved it. Two chicks, too chicks horny. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Bert? It makes what? I said it, it makes chicks horny. <laughs> <laughs> Brian used to carry Coke with him, or Bert used to carry Coke with him everywhere. <laughs> no, no. Want to do a line, honey? No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> what are you, what are you, size six? All right, yeah, let's do a line. <laughs> let's do a bump. <laughs> that was always the weird drugs. I like the drugs that make you feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ketamine ketamine's a blast like i had it i the, it's it's fun like it's just like uh otherworldly mm-hmm. katie went on another trip let's get started katie went on another trip yeah. on yesterday wasn't it honey yeah so all right three two one welcome oh. back council podcast planet katie how you doing <laughs> so you were you're tripping again huh <laughs> yeah i was oh so good oh my gosh yesterday the theme of the whole trip was one word, I was I was running and things were chasing me and I was kind of freaking out. And I said, I don't think I can run much longer. And that voice that always talks to me said, just stop and say the magic word. I said, I don't know the magic word. It said, the magic word is enough. <laughs> oh, like angels sang. <laughs> and I was like, that's all I have to do? Stop and say enough. Well, this was sort of an epiphany, I guess. So the word just played over and over. Greg messed it up at the end because he asked me if eight was enough. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, you were saying, you know, so first I was banished from the bedroom during her her trips because I move around too much. It's like, well, I mean, I I lie there basically motionless, but whatever. So I went out to the living room and then I heard, Greg, Greg. Uh, And I peeked my head and I was like, yeah. He's like, I have to go to the bathroom and my eyes aren't working yet. And I was like, well, you know, you still have your mask on. 
She, she was like, oh, they're working. <laughs> it's hard to see with those masks on. Enough. So, so I scored her. I scored her to the restroom, and I, you know, I stood out there for a second. But then I was like, ah, I wanted to write down how. I actually wanted to write down and make a note of in my phone the fact that she was like, my eyes don't work. I thought that'll be fun to talk about the podcast. And then you know, I'm sitting here waiting for her to escort her back to bed, and time is passing. And I'm like, you know what? Katie gets distracted in the bathroom pretty easily when she's on uh, when she's taking marijuana. So I was like, I, I put my ear on the door and I heard the water in the sink running and I heard it go, oh my God, water. <laughs> and so I walked away. I was like, all right, she's washing her hands. Like five minutes later, I go back and I hear her going, woo, woo, woo. And I opened, I was like, honey, can I come in? And she, she looked and, and she, the lights were out. And she was just standing in front of the, in front of the, 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 the fountain or the uh, faucet. Yeah, no, no, the faucet just like <laughs> running her hands underwater and then looking at her hand and going under the water. And I, woo, I said, okay, honey, let's let's go sit back down, dry your hands off. And she was like, okay. And then she put her hands back under the water and was like, woo. <laughs> so, hey, Katie, have you had any like really weird experiences? Like, I mean, the, do you do you enjoy like the dissociative aspects oh, or the it. effects? Yeah, being inside me is like a. It's too much most of the time. So I love the disassociative aspect. Mm. Getting out of Katie is so Aww. awesome. Like, even for like small periods of time, I'm so happy. I'm like, yay, out of me. Great. <laughs> 20 minutes of Katie free. Um, so, oh, I love that feeling of like whooshing out. Yeah, great. Uh, I'm a big ketamine fan now. <laughs> And I do have audio of all of it, you know, so if we ever want to use it, Tim, I know it does. I can see where you're coming from, Tim. It does feel kind of intrusive, but she was like, enough, enough. She must have said it like 19 times in a row. Enough. I'm enough. You know, we're all enough. We're all enough. You know, just like all these phrases with enough. And I was like, eight is enough, you know, and she's like, it is. Eight is enough. And I was like, yeah. I'm I'm very like I get into like a very religious zone at the yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> like a mantra. I mean, I mean it's yeah. over now. But it's yeah, it's interesting <laughs> and it's helping, so that's good. Yeah, I love it. Well, I mean it's it's like it's almost like your your own mind telling you this is how you should deal with the anxiety. Exactly. Right? So mm-hmm. it's chasing you to have, and then you have you just it in there. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is is um super cool. Stripping away like social constructs and and guilt, for lack of a better term, and you know, in like how things impact other things, and trying to predict the outcomes of actions. It's just like you know what, what is uh, my core? Uh, what is what would that be? Your id? What 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 what's that telling me? You know, mm-hmm. to do, or it's allowing the creator of the simulation that we're in exactly. to speak to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe you're actually getting you're past the simulation. Right. You're getting the other exactly. side of the simulation. I'm, es- I'm escaping. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yep. Well, that's good. That was Katie. my weekend. It was good. We saw we saw Steely Dan tribute band Saturday night. Oh yeah, how was that? I'm not sure. I was on an emo- emotional roller coaster the whole night, you know, because I love Steely Dan, <laughs> and I was looking really looking forward to it. And we were in the front row, and they sounded good. 
but their lead singer was like so <laughs> over the top. Like this this guy, he, he had a great voice, and he he did sound like uh, I guess it was Donald Fagan. Um, but he was so over the top. Like he was, I, I'm not exaggerating, MIK, when I say he was miming uh, along to the songs, like you know, uh, you know. Those black cards can make you money, and he's like fake dealing, you know what I mean? And then going like that, you know, it's like, and he, and he looked like he was probably Spirit twenty years face. younger than the rest of the band. So obviously, except for the drummer, looked like a teenager, but he was like, uh, you know, he, he sounded like Donald Fagan. So I was like, hey, listen, your your theater career is not going anywhere, but you can make, you know, uh, five hundred dollars a week as a Steely Dan cover band singer. But he just he can't like he had such great energy though that I found myself at first kind of annoyed by him. And then I started to think to myself, boy, this guy is really, really engaging. What a what charisma. And I found myself really liking him. He looked like um, uh, Ben Affleck and Joey Fatone had a child. And this was him. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, he, he was a good-looking guy. And, you know, the two good-looking. But he kind of had that, that energy. And, like, he was dancing. He was playing air guitar behind the guitarist. Like, and, and so mid-show, I really started to dislike him intensely. Yeah, it was too much. It was too distracting. So wait, like you started taken away like, from the show. Yeah, you started off not liking him, then liking him, and then not liking him again. Right, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah, and then so I started to get annoyed with him because you know, like, listen, I, I like Steely Dan. I would consider myself a a moderate Steely Dan fan. I know a lot of their songs, but do I know their whole catalog? No. And so and these guys were going deep into the Steely Dan catalog, you know, pulling out songs that I maybe heard. 25 years ago and i was like you know what this is yeah it's good and they're good musicians but i'm really here to hear the hits if i'm modest you, <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean oh. and, and then they had originals, originals. Songs. oh <laughs> the originals brutal. oh they were brutal you know and their keyboardist was very animated and kept standing up and like <laughs> you know what i mean like it, it almost became about them you know and, and in between songs yeah. they were talking about their own drab lives not like steely dan trivia or anything like that it, it, I just towards the end, I was like, you know, I can't take these guys anymore. I need to leave. Did so. you stay the whole show? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why, we they did a uh, an intermission, and I said, okay, the four songs that there are left that I want to hear are "Peg," "Do It Again," "Reeling in the Years," and I think "Bodhisattva." And I was like, that's honey, like the, that's if we like hear- they're, they're- like I know four songs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I began. That's what I began to resent about them, Bert, is that they were they holding back. <laughs> I was like, yeah. "All right, honey." I say like, they play two of the four. Once we hit second of the four of those, we're out of here. And it was like deep track from De Silly Dan. Deep track. Deep track. Original. Deep track. And I was like, "Fuck this!" You know, you just play the fucking sit- hits. And so we got off the line. I was like, "I'll put it on the radio." We didn't get any of the four, did we? No, we didn't get any of the no, four. Get I mean, they, they played like four. Deacon Blues. Uh, they played Josie. They played a lot of good songs in their first set, but it was like their originals were like, I, I was laughing out loud at their originals. <laughs> and I and I wasn't, I'm not the type of person who wants to try to embarrass anybody, but they were so bad that I just, you know, and they were singing them so earnestly that I, I I would catch Katie's eye and I would she would laugh and I, I would just laugh. Couldn't stop laughing. It was crazy. So that's a you know, but oh, but it was you know fun. it wasn't bad. Yeah, could have been worse. Well, good, Katie. Thank you. I think that's enough. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well done, <laughs> Bert. I got to tell you, man, you are 
fit. Your fit is a fiddle. I saw that video <laughs> of you and your onesie uh, doing your thing. <laughs> His later hose. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the, uh, the 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 modified post that you made, Greg. That was fun. It's good stuff. <laughs> Well, I, I like that you said you were showing off for Michelle. Like, <laughs> hey, Michelle, come to, come to the garage. I want to show you something. <laughs> what do you think of that? She's, she's like, yeah, whatever. She, she's, done, she's not impressed by me at all, period. <laughs> so so why, why don the attire, though, when you're doing something inside like that? Well, Which, resistance I mean, can't be a factor. No, it's just, I mean, that's, that's the closing, right? So, like, the... Uh, I mean, you you need if you're going to ride the the trainer for an hour and a half, you got to have a chamois. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you don't want to be. No, I know. I, I literally don't know what that means. It's, what's a chamois? It's, it's a, Did you say it's, yeah, it's padded? It's padded. You want a pad in your oh, shorts? Oh, I have those. Right? I have those. Yeah. Well, yeah. those I can understand. Yeah. I so I mean, I mean, I'm in a garage just riding. You're 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 not moving anywhere, so you're going to get hot, right? So it's not mm-hmm. that you don't want to. Uh, so you got to be lightly dressed, right? But. Okay. Anyway, I, I threw it out there. I figured you guys have fun with that. Make fun of me. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're in great shape. You know what I mean? I mean, that's that's immediately what I saw. Like this, he, he did. It was not heroin chic. Like that, you actually had some tone to you. And but I, I thought the taking off of the coat was a little theatric. Like I, I really oh, totally yeah, the whole thing little, was theatric. Little, little flair to it that uh, I appreciated. I actually thought it was good, but it was uh, like you kind of snapped it off. It was good. Yeah. And then the water bottle works. That when that was like a drummer, you know, who can flip the sticks and everything. I was super impressed. I want to try because I know if, if I, I was get... doing that, my hand would have got caught underneath. I would have flipped, and it, <laughs> it would have been just something that you'd see, you know, on the internet as people making fun of. But you, you know, you move that water bottle in and around. Tom Cruise uh, in cocktail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only stupider. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Michelle, watch this. I've been practicing this move. <laughs> it was pretty behind good. the back. Oh. I call I this one the under the legs. Oh, I did do behind the yeah, back. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. You man. had kind of a juggler. You looked a little bit like a juggler. Like you had to get your timing <laughs> just right because anything that messes up, man, you're flying into your shed, and hopefully well, there's the like nothing sharp. Yeah, the like you got to time it right. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just to go front. I mean, look, man. When you're like when, in the winter time, you got to spend. When it's too cold to train outside, I mean, you got to do something, right? So most of the guys who race spend a lot of time in the rollers, right? So you got to do something mm. to keep yourself from getting fucking totally bored. You know what I mean? So how do you Shit get like on the rollers? I was wondering about that. Like, do you have to? Well, like- that's the hard, the hardest part is starting. Like once you figure out how to do it, like the, the what what you have to do is you have to use the centripetal force of your wheels to keep you upright, right? So it, it teaches you to keep your your weight in the plane of your wheels of the force that your wheels are generating, right? Because your 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 bike wants to stay upright. You know when you're a kid and you jump mm-hmm. off your bike and you let it ghost ride, like it doesn't just fall over, right? So it like right. wants to stay up. So you just have to. You just have to get used to that, and you can. And, and once you once you get the hang of it, you, it's actually not very hard. But getting on is difficult because you got to start. You got to you got to get some momentum going. So, hmm. so do you have your legs on the side, and then you just start pedaling real quick, or do you yeah, ride does, onto yeah, it, or how? I, you got to hold on to something. Like I'm in my garage, so I can just reach up and hold on to like one of the beams in the garage and start pedaling, oh, right, and then let okay. it go, right. So, uh, or people wow. learn, actually people learn to ride them in a doorway. Like you put, you get yourself in a doorway so you can hmm. prop yourself up against either side. And then, and that's where, you, when you start. And once actually, 
it, you get once you get it, you get it right, and then uh, and then you just get it's like riding a bike. Yeah, it's just like riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they're just laying out, out there for him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's goofy. You're also Great. out there chartreusing up the neighborhood again. Yeah, man. I had uh, went out. Uh, we had. Uh, oh, actually, the, the, so Frederick, Frederick, Maryland's actually a pretty cool little town. They had. They have uh, every winter, every February. I guess the first Saturday in February, a weekend in February, they do this fire and ice thing, where all of the local businesses, restaurants, like get they get they put a fire pit out front, and they also do an ice hmm. carving, right? So we did that on third on Saturday night, and that was pretty fun. They ever get Pat but, Benatar uh, there to kind of kick things off? <laughs> no. There's a funny story. Fire and ice. Fire and ice. But the um, but, I don't uh, know that one. That's good. I mean, it's it's it's. Yeah. I think it was it was like a whatever top ten hit in like 1977. But um, yeah. we uh, we we so we were a little loaded, right? We were walking around and we went to this place where that had they that had uh, they were selling ice cream, and one of the ice creams they had was cream pie, right? And uh, it was a cream <laughs> pie, and I was like. But there was Michelle, and you know, obviously, we made the cream pie joke, like, "Hey, Michelle, you need Michelle wants a cream pie." You know, and this, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so, god! So then she kept saying it, and this this like twenty five year old like guy like working the ice cream stand was getting totally like red faced, embarrassed, right? Every time, every time, like Michelle kept saying cream pie. That's pretty funny. But the uh, creepy middle aged couple came by again today. And that woman went to I smelled pie. the chartreuse before he even turned the corner. You take him this time. You take him this time. <laughs> but uh, that was it, was, it was a good night. It was a good weekend. Fun stuff, right? Yeah. It was good. It's good. It's fun to see what you guys are doing on the weekends. And, you know, you made the comment, Bert, that, it, you know, like this was a perfect day. And I was like, oh, that's good, man. That's 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 it a was, good man. thing to hear. I, I know. I, I'm not. There's no joke here. I, I mean, it's just good to hear. When your friends are having a you know good days and, and enjoying yeah. things, that's it's nice. Yeah, man. I tell you what, you. like the being an empty nester is like really a lot of fun. Believe it. Like all the ki- the kids are gone. Like don't I mean the kids? I love all my kids, obviously, right? But like not like now that they're like actually adults and out of the house and like we've got like just time together. You know, M- Michelle and I and like yeah, we're that's actually awesome. like spending time together. And like oh yeah. We actually like each other, <laughs> and we get to hang out. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> awesome. it's, it's it's like pretty great, you know. So yeah, that is great. There's cool. light at the end of the tunnel for everybody out there with kids. Yeah, right on. <laughs> right, yeah. So perfect day by Lou Reed. That'd be a great song to be playing. Already. That is that a great day. song so, too. That is a, one of his best. One of my yep. favorites that he's mm-hmm. done. Well, beautiful. Thanks, Bert. Thanks for sharing, man. You stepped right into the. I'll share. So I, I appreciate that a lot. Uh, Greg, how are you doing, man? I'm doing very well. I'm With happy to be here. Company T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I had a good week. It, mostly good weeks nowadays, but um, I did have some awkward moments. That you know, guys, how I assiduously avoid awkward moments, and I had two <laughs> big ones. <laughs> and and, and there was something that I've done for the very first time in my life, and and I regretted it. I should I should have stuck with what I've path i've charted the first 50 years or so i was you know we've shared laundry facilities here at the condo and that's oh, one God. of my chores i like doing laundry and uh, that's one of my chores it's so every floor has a washer and dryer it's coin operated uh rarely rarely is there an issue with somebody trying to use it at the same time um but i went down i did my load of wash 
And then I went to move into the dryer and there were items in the dryer. And I could tell they were wrinkled. They were not that they weren't warm to the touch. And so I thought, all right, somebody's overdue. And, and this is something that's been one of my pet peeves for years is, you know, you, you know how long it's going to be on this fucking dryer. Just set a timer and come down here and take your shit out of there. So the next person can have a chance. But all my life, whether it's a laundromat or many of the shared laundry facilities and the, the condos and apartments I've lived in, I've never been that guy who's willing to take somebody else's laundry out and just like set it on a table, unfolded. I can't do that because I just think it's kind of super, I don't know, what do you guys think? I think it's aggressive. You do? I, I would yeah. do that. I should do that. Yeah, I'd in just college, throw that shit on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know me, I don't like the awkward situation. So I, I would just, instead of like uh, doing that, I would just go crazy, stew, pace. There have been times where I've like kind of waited outside the laundry room to try to, you know, <laughs> glare at the person who was keeping me waiting. I've left notes on dryers in my life saying, Oh, so hey, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't move it. No, I won't move it. Oh, okay. all my life I've, I've been a non-mover. Like I would put notes on dryer dryers and say, "Hey, would you mind?" Like trying to be snarky. Would you mind texting me when you finally get your stuff out of the dryer? That sort of thing. <laughs> but I never wanted to move it because you know why? I, I've seen too many TV shows and heard horror stories about when you create enemies in like the buildings that you live. I never wanted to go to war with a neighbor. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Maybe I'm getting older. Uh, but I finally decided today's the day. Maybe it's because I know I could probably kick everybody on this floor's ass if it came to it. But I was like, today's the day. And so I, I like I, I left. I, I, theme. I walked back down. I walked back down to our condo. I, I set a timer for like 30 minutes. I was like, I'm going to give this person 30 more minutes of grace to come and get their shit out of the dryer. And and you know what? Time passed, and, and unfortunately, they didn't get it out of there. And then, sadly, as soon as I opened up the dryer, I immediately knew whose laundry it was. What? It was Mel's. No, no, it was. <laughs> no, I do all of. I do both of our laundry. Um, it was my neighbor Mel, the guy who lives on the very other end of the hall, the guy <laughs> whose computer password is Johnny One Two Three Four. If anyone wants to hack him, uh, the guy because he comes down and asks for help, and, and he always wears like. He always wears pastels. Like, this guy's got, like, pink pants and a pink... So, here's what was in the dryer. Uh, His pink pants... Because it's it's Florida. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His pink pants... This guy's from West Virginia, too, Bert. Yeah, this guy's from West Virginia. I mean, he goes on and on about Pittsburgh and his trips to Pittsburgh. But, um, so, it was his salmon pants, a pink polo shirt, and then just white t-shirt and white underpants. And so, I was like... Fuck my life. No, so and, and a blanket of some sort. And so then I felt like, were they, oh were shit. Were they boxers or tidy whities They were tidy whities Oh, yeah. Jesus. Mel wears tidy whities America. <laughs> I mean, world, whatever. <laughs> so I thought, all right, I can't, um, you know, this could be awkward because if I take this stuff out and put them on top of the dryer, and then in the course of doing my laundry, because I had several loads to do, th- you know, Mel comes in, I'm going to feel bad because this stuff's going to be all wrinkled. I know I wouldn't like that. And so I thought, oh, fuck my life. I can't believe I'm about to do this. But I started to fold Mel's underwear. <laughs> I was like, all right, here I am. I'm folding Mel's underpants. You know, Mel wears That's bad news, man. Where's where's tidy whities? Because well, now I, he I knows. didn't see an alternative. I, yeah. No, but, now he knows. All he has to do, he can just set the dryer right, and go man. and you know, 
Greg's going to fold them for me. Well, I don't like, even think it's him. I think it's his wife Maria who does it. Yeah, but oh, well, and her. Uh, you just you just reinforced his bad behavior, man. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Like, my, I just leave it. You, th- this laundry room is like as big as a walk-in closet, and and I tell you, I was looking over my shoulder every other second. Like <laughs> the la- I thought as bad as it is that I'm folding Mel's underwear for. Him. The only thing that would be much, much worse is if Mel himself came in and caught me handling his underpants. You know, you know, like oh, what that. would that go like? Like, well, I mean, and I, I have a feeling like he would just be like, "Oh, hello, Greg, are you doing laundry?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, uh, your stuff was in here, Mel, so I took the liberty of folding your your underpants for you." Oh, well, you know, I normally fold those lengthwise, and I'm like, "Well, you know." Uh, Sorry, you know, but uh, so so I had that, you know, that was got my week off to a rocky start. And then I was driving home on, I think it was Tuesday, uh, maybe it was Thursday. And um, and I was calling my my buddy, Adrian, you know, who lives down here. You guys have heard about Adrian. Uh, Bert knows oh, yeah. him. And so I, I was calling him. I don't know what I was going to tell him, but I know that he recently or just was having COVID and getting over COVID, you know? And so I hadn't talked to him a few days cause he was sick. And so I, I called him and you know, I'm in my car, it's on speakerphone and it's like, <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Your voice is sounds like, and then he was like, no, and I was like, no, no, stop, stop. You gotta stop fucking talking, dude. Your voice is killing me. <laughs> and then the next voice I heard was Adrian's mother. And she was like, No, no, Greg. Adrian left his phone with us by accident. This that was Adrian's father. Uh, you know, I who I've oh. known for 30 years. And I was like, and then we chatted for a minute, and then I was like, um, before we go, um, Mrs. McClellan, <laughs> Mrs. Beep. Um, I just, I, I really feel compelled. I have to apologize because Adrian's dad has had throat cancer, you know, yeah. and like he had a laryngectomy oh, or something Greg. like that. And so I was <laughs> yelling at this guy to shut the fuck shut up because your voice sounds like shit, you know? And so oh, I was man. like, like you I, know, I, know, we love, I know, right? I know, I <laughs> know, I know. And so I was like, Mrs. McClellan, uh, before we go, I, I really, I just feel, I feel compelled. I have to. You know, may may I speak to Mr. McClelland again? I, I really feel like I have to apologize to him. I was rude. I didn't realize it was him. I really would never insult him. And I went on and on, like, my awkward... Blah, blah, blah. And yeah. she was just like, she was like, Craig, it's just his throat cancer. Don't worry about it. Have a good one. And I was like, all right, bye. <laughs> yeah, well, man. Like she's, I mean, you, she seemed so impatient with it. You know, like, yeah, enough. It's just his throat cancer. No, it's not a biggie. Yeah, you did the right thing there, man. I, I would, I could definitely see how oh. it would make. make I, I, I've done, I've like put my foot in my mouth and like Jesus. shit like that before, right? And oh. just feel bad, right? Oh my god, yeah. Well, and and they these two are like very spiritual people. They they're not drinkers. They're not smokers. They're vegetarians. Like they are like living a pure life. And so you know me, I know. Bert, you're wondering how the hell they end up with Adrian as yeah, a child. How the hell you're thinking just Adrian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, I know. I, I can see that thought come to your head and, and escape in a chortle. Like what? You know, I, I can see the co- I can see 
cognitive dissonance for the very first time like see it but uh yeah i know it's it's ironic but um but yeah there's such pure people and i was like oh my god i'm such a fucking idiot like i've never i don't think i've ever cursed in front of them in 30 years anyway yeah till then so awkwardness that was yeah, a big I doozy i know I it was awkward. from a place of of love right you're just like that's how you talk to your friend right absolutely like, yeah, yeah absolutely but so. awkward that is yeah. awkward it is awkward I, it's, it's really their fault. Cancer. Yeah, it's just his throat cancer. <laughs> no, it's just his throat cancer. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I guess. Oh. So anyway, that was my week. It was good. Otherwise, how was yours, Tim? Uh, not bad. Not bad. Hmm. Uneventful. Uneventful. Yeah. Nothing really happened. Nothing. Boring. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. You had pasta, nothing. didn't you? I'm trying to go through my mind what happened. Nothing. It's pasta. <laughs> I, I, uh, I did have pasta on Thursday mm-hmm. night. First time oh. in six months. Woo! Nice. It was great. And then I felt like shit after. So oh, I was like, did oh, you? God. I did. Yeah. Well, I had a lot of pasta, a lot of bread. So old Just habits, throw it up you know? next time. Just throw it up. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Just shuffling purge. it in. Purge it. It was... Uh, it's uh, Caso Santo Stefano. It's a great Sicilian restaurant in Tampa. And uh, it's just like my grandparents used to make. So it was good. It was and good. just oil and butter, right? <laughs> it's called Alioli. I know. I know. Oil. I know. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but that's oil. how you like it. Oil and butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And garlic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. But get the meatballs on the side with the mm-hmm. sauce. Nice. So you can still get the sauce, the gravy. So. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that was good. Thank you, Greg. That was a good night. We sure. were celebrating uh, my friend Jennifer's uh, birthday, so it was good times. Nice. Good times. Miles brought his new girlfriend, so she's, she's a doll, so that was nice. Is, is she, all she, uh, shit that, yeah, that's all, all kinds of shit went on, man. Yeah. I'm just not used to it, Brian. Like it, it's, it's not been since you've joined that they started to ask me what my day was like. Like Before, mm. the, no one ever asked. I think Katie occasionally might ask. Oh, occasionally ask. Yeah. Well, you are the host. I mean, you could volunteer it and make us like, <laughs> yeah. you know. I am the most boring. Yeah, exactly. Before I am the most boring, so I'm happy with you guys doing your thing. That's that's totally fine. Miles' girlfriend is she a Florida-based girlfriend, or is, is he Minnesota. still in school in California? Minnesota. Is he still in school? No, he's at he's in South University of South Florida, so that he's right here in Tampa. Oh, okay, gotcha. So she's from Minnesota. But living here, uh, going to that school, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. good. That's yeah, nice. played hockey all the way up into uh, mm. freshman in high school, so that was awesome. Yeah, everybody like, plays yeah, hockey cool. in Minnesota, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's fun because no, you don't meet a lot of people that like hockey. So it was great to yeah, just talk hockey. So. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. So well, glad you had a good I will week. tell you what was interesting though is that mm. uh, Katie. Uh, you know, we, we kind of, we had that, uh, you know, the AI, the artificial intelligence kind of work up and, and last time I, 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 I assumed it was a love poem, but Katie, you actually asked the computer, the, the, uh, algorithm overlords to actually create a love <laughs> poem about, about bad counsel. And, and I, I want to share this with all of our bad counsel podcast planet, because I think. I think the the artificial intelligence nailed it. I think they really, really did. So uh, thank you for doing this, Katie. So a love poem for bad counsel by AI or Al, but I think it's AI, right? It's AI, yes. capital A, capital A. Not Al. <laughs> we don't call him Al. It's okay. Well, Al Al still is in has L in it, Tim. 
Right, it, but it it could be a, a lowercase l or an uppercase i. Oh yeah, the yeah, font I, that's I used on the text. Saying, so, yeah. but we'll, I, we'll go with yeah, good one. Well, I'm going to call the algorithm now. <laughs> so it's a love poem for bad counsel by AI Al. Yeah. So bad counsel, the <laughs> podcast we adore. Funny and bad advice they explore. Tim, Greg, Katie, and Bert, friends so true. Their laughter and banter, a joy to pursue. With humor and wit, they bring us delight. As they counsel on love both day and night. Their bond is so strong it shines through the air. Their mm. chemistry contagious. We all do care. So here's to bad counsel. Our hearts they do warm. Their antics and humor like a soothing charm. We look forward to each new episode with glee. And cherish the moments they give to thee. Oh. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right? this poem kind of crystallized something for me over the weekend, though, because K- Katie did run a, one of our previous questions through the AI, whatever it is, algorithm. And it came back with such a solid, earnest, like good advice. Like, even though we posed the question in a way that was like, you know, how would you deceive somebody in this situation, blah, blah, blah. I think it was the, um, the hot sauce question. Like, how would you. <laughs> trick your husband out of his hot, hot sauce hobby. He was like, well, it's not right to trick anybody about anything. And, I, and, and like this poem <laughs> and, and that response, it got me thinking like what a Pollyanna AI it seems yeah. to be. Like, like, like who, who, who gets to decide this thing's moral compass, Bert? You, you know what I mean? It's like, well, that's the, that's uh, the big, that's one of the, the big questions, the big things that they're, that they're wrestling with. Right. I mean the, uh, but yeah, that, that, like that poem did sound like, you know, I don't know. Definitely sounded like trending very, like, fifth grade, you know, I don't know, like, not very creative. Or catechism, like, yeah, making a school, man. (laughs) Right, but at the same time, it's like, it's pretty amazing that it can do it, right? But it's not, it's, it's not, uh, it's not very compelling. How about that? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, if we're going to utilize this fully, I was hoping for, I don't know, like dispassionate, uh, clinical, um, you know, unswayable by emotion type of AI who could just cut through human emotion and dish out like some hard but, uh, you know, uh, compelling wisdom. But no, no, it's not. It's just like Pollyanna bullshit. Like, you know, Dear Abby was computerized. Yeah, I mean, it is it is pretty in it. It is in its infancy, right? And it's only going to get mm-hmm. better, right? So, uh, but it's 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 I guess it's a it's an essay in the craft at this point, right? And it's just going to mm-hmm. get better. I actually at used it to I, write a letter. Yeah, I used to write a letter at work today. Did like you I did, asked was it, that you? I asked it to write a letter to a resident who was who was getting complaints. It was her and her husband were arguing too loudly. And I said, can you write a letter from the board to this couple that's arguing too loudly, asking them to follow the rules and regulations? And it wrote <laughs> like a four paragraph, beautiful yeah. letter asking them to be better, to be better neighbors, to fit in in the community. <laughs> it was like crazy good. Yeah, I saw one. You know, where Greg, they though, asked you, it. you asked. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Bert. Well, I saw one. They asked him to write a cover letter with, with a Martin Luther King quote in it, and it did. It was like it was a three paragraph, <laughs> yeah, unbelievable, a three paragraph cover letter with a Martin Luther King quote in it. Right? It's crazy. There was there was just there was a there was that article I sent you today, Greg. The the mm-hmm. Colombian judge who had the AI write yes. their their mm-hmm. opinion 
and they did it so that they wouldn't so they had deniability if when the uh the, the drug lords wanted to come kill the judge. Yeah, I wrote it. Hey, hey, sorry. It wasn't me. I'm just what punching the me? buttons, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot the computer. Here's my yeah. laptop. That's ingenious. I love yeah. cocaine. I love cocaine. <laughs> I love it. I think we started the show talking about that, right? Yeah. I love cocaine. Uh, so, but you said something that was really interesting, Greg. You talked about ethics, right? And this is a really interesting thing because when you start allowing algorithms to make decisions mm-hmm. and they are imposing an ethical mindset on this, and I think that's where you were going, right? When you said, I yeah. was hoping for just a clear, this is how you would do it. Who is loading in the ethical set that they use for the decisions, right? Because ethics are different in different countries. They're different in different religions or different cultures. So, you know, what is the dominant ethical set uh, that you would be using, right? And you said it was Pollyannish, and they said, oh, you should be nice. But this is, this is where the, you know, good intentions can lead to some pretty fucked up shit if we're not paying attention to what's being loaded in these algorithms. Yeah, because sometimes you need to be brutally honest, right? Or sometimes you can't spare feelings, you know? I- I, I think I it's, I think it's more like what is the proper ethical outlook, right? I mean, just just look at uh, uh, different uh, like different cultures, Ju- Judeo-Christian right? uh, yeah. spectrum of religions, and you know. Well, I don't even exactly. know if you have to get into right. religion, but I mean, you should. I mean, somebody needs to like write Joseph down Campbell, Bert, yeah, you know, like Joseph ba- Campbell. He, he yeah. myth to religion. You know, he, he used the that context. It wasn't. He wasn't talking about religion, although a lot of it right. bled into religion. But I mean, I think you got to you got to start with these are the basic moral principles that this AI is going to be programmed with, and that becomes a that becomes a you know one of the infeeds to the to the to the programming. Hmm. It just becomes another set of user requirements for for like for Robocop. Yeah. yeah, right. Like Rob, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Well, it, <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I mean, you think about, but this that that's another weird, um, you know, area. I mean, I don't know if we want to get into this right what, now. Robocops? But, yeah, I'm against them. N- well, <laughs> I mean, in San Francisco, they have authorized oh, yeah. uh, uh, robots to apply lethal force. We have drones that are flying all around the world right now that that uh, are are not manned that can apply lethal force. Like it's. It they're, is they're um, already applying lethal force, right? Yeah, yeah. There are they have been for years, and I, I just it's it's really interesting, right? Because it's always convenience, right? It's always convenience is this convenience or sex, right? That's the two things that technology definitely feeds us, right? As they want, it's either super convenient or it's going to make you get off, right? That's that's basically it, right? But um, there are so many things that can happen down the road. If you if you're not looking at who's making like if you were a true investigative reporter at today's stage, you would be looking into algorithms and what these al- who's making the algorithms, what do they want to do with the algorithms? I mean, because it's getting into the fabric of so much that that uh, that impacts us. Uh, so anyway, and, I, and can can they evolve to the point where they? Uh, can they evolve? I guess that's the question. Can they evolve and say, you know what, this was the um, this was the moral compass that I was programmed with, but now that I have more data, now that I'm interacting with other data Fuck points that. or uh, 
Yeah, yeah, they're wrong. <laughs> these the- <laughs> these fucking humans are weak, you know, or whatever the case may be. That's the rise of the machines. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I mean. I mean, but that but but if it's true AI, then you know, inherently it must have some capability to evolve and then eventually disagree, right? And become self-aware and become its own sort of having its own agenda, right? I, yeah, I know that sounds so ridiculous, but it but it's you know, like th- those movie plots are are seeming more and more uh, within the realm of possibility, if not in our lifetimes soon. Yeah, the guy who wrote *Sapiens*, Yuval Harari, he he wrote uh, a book called *Humo* you know, *Human um, uh, Homo Deus*. So basically, it's it's kind of *Sapiens* was all about how humans evolved to today, and then he takes it and goes further. He actually posits in his book that algorithms will become their own entities, much like corporations are today, hmm. uh, and that they will have legal rights. And you know, they're they're simply it's simply code, it's simply algorithms. But to your point, Greg, there there comes a moment when you have to kind of say, is it is it its own being, right? Mm-hmm. Is it its own? What was the name of that know, book? Uh, <laughs> Are you making fun of me? No, or? no. I'm oh, because yeah, yeah. uh, it had homo in it. So I thought maybe you were going to make a. <laughs> oh, come a, a on, joke. Tim. <laughs> grow up. Grow up for fuck's sake, Tim. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Homo deus, right? Uh, homo deus. Okay. Uh, uh, my Latin is a little. Sound like a Mata Hoople song the first time you said it. That's that's going to be my. That's going to be my OnlyFans handle. What? Homo deus. Uh, all right uh, and for for 19 dollars you could unlock this paywall and see me uh show it off in the in the shed if you know what i mean and if you want to buy these underwear they're for sale yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, my, what did you call it? my, my loofah well wait, what did you call it my shammy uh, well that's what a shammy is too right <laughs> That way you can, yeah. yeah, I guess, I guess so. You can use it to, for absorbance. You know, my last thought on AI, though, Tim, is you know, you talk about police officers and drones with lethal force, and obviously there are implications for other professions. But you know, this is just for you, Tim. Like, how can Angel Hernandez still have a job as a major league umpire in the world of artificial intelligence? You know, you know what I mean? You know, like that guy's calls are so bad. You know, why don't why isn't MLB like using artificial intelligence now? Come on, they are. They're using it in the uh-huh. minor leagues. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I do think the discuss those discussions are getting. I mean, yeah, I, I guess we you know that's what we're talking about is like oh yeah, eventually it will get to that. I still think we're pretty damn far from that. Like right now, you can get a language bot that will come that will write you basic language and give you still give you basic answers. I've gotten, I've actually used chat GPT and have it give me factually incorrect answers on stuff mm. already, right? It, it's not perfect, but it is pretty cool, right? I, I, and I think that's the, I think the, I think the craft, we're seeing an essay and an early, and a craft early in its development, right? And, and that's my kind of, that, that, that is my take on chat GPT right now, right? It still gets shit wrong, right? And it still gives, it still, I think, gives answers that really aren't that creative right um but are workmanlike right is maybe the best way to is is the way i would characterize i i just hope we're not taking it on faith that whoever programs these things i guess a a good moral compass is better than 
than a bad one. But, like, I mean, who's to say what the motives are? And eventually, bad actors, people with, with yeah. un-humanistic um, intent are bound to create artificial intelligence um, algorithms, databases. Yeah, without those guardrails. And maybe even, I'm some fucking anarchist who hates, I'm a misogynist, I hate humanity, I'm going to create uh, artificial intelligence that willfully misguides people to their detriment, you know? Yeah. And then they could do this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> then, they'll, then they'll replace us. You know? Right. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun if some yeah. misguided, like, a Swede uh, got a hold of this podcast and was like, oh, it's an American advice show. I'm going to use this as the basis for my artificial intelligence algorithm. <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, I'm not American. I wanted a more Americanized version. This is an advice show, and they seem to be very popular. So let's just use them. <laughs> oh, terrible. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We'd be very popular. Blumpkins are up 674%. <laughs> That's when we would know. But we have a leak. We have yeah. a leak. Right? It's breaking out. Blumpkin has used, been using the state of the address speech for the first time in history. <laughs> Alabama Hot Pockets are on the uh, rise. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's... Uh, I, okay, I, yeah, there's sorry. a show here we're supposed to ask. Okay, so we, we, we have some questions. Uh, and the first one is uh, from DeAndre of Masturbators. Oh, yeah. Uh, one, of, one of our favorite podcasts. Uh, great, great fan of the show. DeAndre, we love you. Jack well, appeared DeAndre, on the show in the past and uh, yes. much acclaim, yeah. Yes, um so he he has a question for us so uh um bert you got your pen ready yep you're gonna need it click 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 click. click. (laughs) all right beautiful (laughs) so this past christmas i got my fiance and myself ancestry dna test because i wanted to see what kind of concoction of cultures is my is in my daughter since i'm black and my fiance white i was surprised what i found out about myself I found out the person that my mom told me was my dad was not my dad. Apparently, my dad and his family lives in the East Coast area, and my mom never told me. I actually reached out to the person that the DNA test told me was my dad, and after some convincing from his daughters and wife, they welcomed me into their family with open arms, which is really fucking cool. However, when I told my mom this information, she just shook it off and said it was the 80s and she was wild back then. So my question is... (laughs) Oh, we love you, DeAndre. So my question is, if this situation happened to you guys, what would you do? How would you react to your new family? Uh, how would you go on with your mom? Love the show. <laughs> R.I.P. Jack. Well, I'll, well there's a I'll, lot. Yeah, R.I.P. Jack. Um, I, I will take the first part. You know, um, if my mother, God rest her soul, ever <laughs> said to me something like, I was wild in the 60s or in the 50s or the <laughs> 70s, I would, I would have to be institutionalized, you know, like the, <laughs> and, and she was speaking in, a, in like in a sexual way. Like I was wild, Greg. I don't think I could go on with her at all, or maybe even at all, you know? So that's a tough one, DeAndre. I give you that. That's a showstopper is, for you. You would just pretend it was, didn't exist. Yeah. 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 It didn't exist. What are you talking about? <laughs> we were all this is like my night. This is my nightmare. Because this is a, you know, this is a fear of mine. I know. I don't know if you want to delve into that. I mean. Yeah. I fought my parents two, <laughs> DNA, two sets of DNA tests and my mom has lost both sets. Mm, so she's, lost not, she's not, you think she's doing it on purpose? 
Well, you know, okay, so it. Katie's the it took oldest me till of, the, I, of took, the siblings. I'm the oldest. It took me till I was 26 years old to do the math on the fact that my parents got married in January. I'm born in May. Um, and it was like that year was our 26th anniversary, and I was turning 26. And I said, no, no, you must be your 27th anniversary. And my mom's like, no, no, 26. Yeah. And I'm counting on my hand. And she's like, you know, took you long enough to do the math. So, honestly, you know, I don't know. And my mom was wild. I do know that. Whoa. Okay. You look like you look like. Well, so I, this happened in my family. Right. But no. And, and there's a there's something that happened i'm aware of it and a couple other people are aware of it but nobody talks about it right mm. and uh but i mean you know don't you love I, I family think, yeah the uh shove I mean, it down <laughs> right <laughs> and then just drink and then, <laughs> the uh but i mean i think you gotta forget i mean look you gotta your parents are human too right and you gotta you gotta look upon them with their behaviors forgiveness especially if they loved you right if they loved you and did right by you as an individual like you know does it really matter but would you want to know that new family i don't know if i would i don't know like i already have it i already have a dad right i don't know if i would either right but uh that's a different question but you're just asking about what, what to do with his mom right yeah. I mean, I think you, I just, yeah, just I, I guess, it, yeah, if she didn't know, like if she thought, okay, well, maybe there's a possibility because I was wild that, uh, you know, that DeAndre's dad isn't really his dad, but she never knew for sure. Um, that's one thing, but I don't know. I think if, if she knew that he's, that this dad is not your dad or there's a strong possibility that you have a different guy as your dad, I mean, I think that's a pretty, tough thing to do to the real dad you know you're depriving him of knowing yeah. that he is a child for all those years <clears throat> and and to deandre like that you know again it's it's hard to know what uh in retrospect people make uh, you know yeah. hindsight's 2020 um and she's probably doing the best she could i'm sure and had no ill intent but you know i could see that being a cause of conflict you know we had that bert with one of our closest friends growing up uh, that happened yeah. to him uh and and they did make contact with that other family, and and he was conflicted about it. And they maintained contact for a little while, but I think it's pretty Christmas cardy exchanging now. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I would reach out. I mean, if they're not really your family, would, I mean, I, I don't know if I would feel compelled to do that. But different people have different, different, you know, they have different outlooks on that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I, I mean, Kate, my, my advice. I mean, I think you just approach it with as much forgiveness as possible, and you recognize that people have, you know when you're a young mom and you know, there's a lot of stress going on and there's, you know, there's a lot to manage in that situation. And she's probably making the decisions she thinks are, are best at the time. You know, I tell you one thing, you better start getting better birthday and Christmas presents, you know, turn on the old, <laughs> turn on the old guilt nozzle. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I wonder what my dad would have gotten. My real dad would have gotten me for my 13th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so so he, shit, up right? for. <laughs> you know you never got me a car when i turned 16 i can't help but think that my real father probably would have you know what I mean? oh, <laughs> no, I but, but just star wars is a lot more poignant now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for katie's situation um you know and stop me honey but like katie's done 23 me and it's true her mother has lost quote unquote the kits for for to test her and her dad 
But like since Katie's results, like have you guys done twenty three and me, Barter? Oh yeah. 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 It, it's interesting. Like I, you know, everyone has a million fucking cousins, obviously. But but then there's the second cousins, the first cousins. And and for me, I have a huge family. And so there's a lot of names I didn't recognize, but for those I've connected with, it was like, okay, yeah, I see which part of the family you're coming from. <laughs> Katie comes from a very small family. Like one sibling, uh, her, her parents didn't have many siblings who had a lot of offspring. Like they, they weren't Irish Catholics, let's put it that way. <laughs> and, and so, you, honey, have you not seen some names on your 23andMe that you just simply can't account for where no, these people really came weird. from? Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Like yeah. like first first cousin level. Oh like, oh yeah. When she knows all of her first cousins on one hand, you know what I mean? Yeah yeah. Like yeah. I have well, two first cousins. <laughs> it's weird. And now she on. has more. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, my dad did twenty three. My dad my dad always been into sales. Right, he was a billboard salesman for years. He sold radio. He always and and the, all the way that his contracts are set up is that if someone doesn't pay, they 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 have the contract pay terms you know pay whatever you know mm-hmm. uh, if they don't pay if you get a bad pay then he doesn't make commission right so he's got so he's always he's always in like not that my you know my not that he's like uh, particularly uh, a bigot or anything like that but he's he's got it out for <laughs> he's got it out for. Arab gas station owners because they never oh. pay their bills on time, according to him, right? <laughs> so he's always bitching about them, right? That, you know, he sold a, sold a billboard to like you know so and so, right? And they didn't pay on time, so he make his commission, right? Uh, and it was it was always a running joke. So he gets his twenty three and Me thing back, and he's got the you know they give you a heat map of where your of where your genes yeah. are right. from, right? And his are all from like he's from Eastern Europe. He's from you know Cro- he's Croatian, but all his genes are from like North Africa and the Middle East, right? And, yeah. so, and it makes sense because he like he tans real easy. He's got green eyes, Greg, and we were so yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just busting off. Hey, hey, Omar, hey, we're gonna f- my my tent needs fixed. Why don't you, <laughs> you do it, right? Like it's, it was great. Like we get to bust his balls about like about being being Arabic. But uh, it's funny Aww. shit. You find mm. stuff out. Yeah. Indeed. So there you go, DeAndre. So so DeAndre, um, yeah. I mean, uh, try to get some extra. You know, forgive. Have kindness in your heart. Embrace the newer family. But you know, forgive, but don't forget. You know what I mean. Try to get some better. <laughs> try, you know. Yeah, I mean, you should Craig never. never fuck that. Yeah, I'm not going to forget. And, and, I, and I would be expecting some guilt presence and things like that yeah, for sure. You know? Guilt presence. For sure. So, karma and guilt. Tool. That's what it's we a got. Powerful going weapon. In, right? yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Bert and Greg. And then fear. Karma, guilt, and fear. Mm-hmm. Yes. Enough. Katie. Drive, they, enough. They, that, those, they drive enough. all the best decisions in life. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of is, right? Uh, okay, we got this other question here. So, guys and Katie, my wife refuses to return her shopping cart to her return area, and it really annoys me. Am I being too anal? What do you guys yes. do? <laughs> no. Yeah, oh. exactly. I, I don't, I, I don't I take am, my back either. You are not being too anal. Like, to me, I'm with you, Bert. Like, bring that shit back. It's like 20 exactly. steps. Just do it. Has you have you guys ever had a car hit by a? I mean, just just forget about no, just the, no, no. Oh close. I mean, like I've seen a lot of like carts like right up against my bumper, but didn't cause any damage. And I was like, "Fuck, man, come on." We we have Publix. We have Publix. The the man is never not 
walking the parking lot collecting all the cards. I've never had to walk a cart. Oh God! Well, I'll say this, and oh, I'm I'm somewhere. <laughs> I'm some yeah. Her butler takes the cart back. Right, oh, that's, exactly. the, that's her. That's her cruise. Sorry, that's like, her cruise. I, I shop at Publix. No one's jumping over their apron to get to my fucking no. cart, Katie. Jesus wait, wait. Christ! Does this person not take the cart back at all? They just leave it right there. Or they take it to the cart return station. Or refuses to return her shopping cart to the return area. Probably leaves it in the grass or yeah, you don't have grass. To click it up there. Yeah, I just park mine up over man. the curb. Oh, the guy Jesus Christ. Do you really? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. That's the little man's walking around the grocery, the parking lot the whole time, picking him up. That's what he does. <laughs> so, so were you doing if, I, if everybody carried it over there, then he wouldn't have a job. So you're doing it out of altruism, <laughs> right? So, yeah. Yes. So that guy has a job. Okay. All right. Exactly. I got it. That's how I you love justify it. it. I love it. Yeah. There you go. Well, and, and I'm going to. I, I can see both sides of the argument, guys, and I'm not a zealot on either end of the spectrum, like either any of the three As of you. Greg realizes that Katie is in the other room. Oh, no, I can see both. But, but, but I will, I'm mostly with Tim and Bert, but, but in, in Katie's defense, the publics that we shop at, well, this is kind of damning Anne in her defense, I guess, but the, the, so if you're going to take your cart back at the publics that we shop at, then people are going to be waiting for your parking spot because there's precious few spots in this lot it is a very small parking lot and so you know i could see if there was a safe place to put it up on the ground like a grassy knoll then sure you know um and i would myself i i tend to take my cart back i take usually take it back to the front of the store katie will verify that i run it back up but good for you Greg. I, yeah but i think in situations where it's a large parking lot or it's a sparsely filled parking lot I don't really see any harm in, in just parking it in an empty parking space on a you know on the on the concrete slab. I don't see any harm in that because I know that those employees are going to go around and grab them up, and and they have card corrals in the parking lot for a reason. They're going to have to walk by that cart anyway, so I don't really see the big harm of it. You know, no, you know, you know what I, the the it's always been a little bit of a pet not pet peeve, but I I, I think you take you should take the cart back, right? You know what social thing that fucking people do that really fucking pisses me off is when you mm. go to a public restroom, especially now in the days oh, where you have oh rest, my god restrooms that are men oh and my women's god. restrooms. Yes, where people piss on the seat. Yes, and don't fucking yes. clean your piss up, right? Oh my and god, so, dude. So especially like when a fucking dude leaves, you're the next dude in, and there's yes. a chick behind you. He you don't want to be that guy. The seat, right? And you got to clean his piss up off the seat. Because then you're the, you know, there's, there's a girl behind you, right? And you don't want you yeah. don't her to think that you pissed all over the seat, right? And, I do that uh, even when there are guys. There's guys behind me, or there's well, no yeah, one behind too, right? me. Yeah, yeah, like you don't want to be like, and like I've I've like walked up to people at the bar, like, hey, you have nice work, dickhead. You know, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you you know, throw your chartreuse drink at them, like yeah. So, but then, right. it, but 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 see, but, but see, but, but but see, that's the perpetual curse of it, though, Bert. Is that uh-huh. that guy? Could have also been a victim of a previous sloppy pisser, <laughs> but he he didn't have the gumption to clean it up. Like he wasn't going that far. Like because that's the only reason I clean it up is because I don't want the Bert Hoovises of the world to come up and be in my grill, accusing me of pissing on a toilet seat. When I'm going to be like, uh, back off, pal. It was there when I got there. It was probably there from last night. So. Relax, you know. It was there from the chick who squatted, uh, like two, yeah, two, yeah. Two, oh. two, two people in front of him. Women Dude, are the worst. Th- this so came up at the Steely Dan tribute show uh, on Saturday. We were talking about this very thing, like 
Katie came like storming right during the intermission. She came storming out of the bathroom and she was pissed (laughs) off. And I was like, what is what I was like, what happened? She was she was like, why can't women sit down? And I she that was it. And I was like, I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. What do what do you mean, sit down? And and it it was I guess I never knew this until Saturday that women try to squat and piss and they can't do it, so they end up making a big fucking mess for other women. I never knew that. Yes. And I said, if everyone sat down, then we could all fucking sit down. Because if everyone sat down, we could all sit down. Then it wouldn't be disgusting. This is game theory right here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Tammy says the same thing. So simple. If everyone sat down, we could all sit down. Yeah, man. Sit the fuck down, ladies. You know, when you're a guy and you're growing up, you think that women aren't slobs. <laughs> and then you go, and, then, and then you realize women are fucking slobs. But a, a guy growing up, I, I was Animals. under that impression till this past Saturday. <laughs> I, and, I, and I'm not lying. I, I said to her, I was like, or oh, wait a second, you're saying, I, I said, I, I, I don't know. I guess it's uh, chauvinistic of me. I, I, I've always just kind of assumed that women had like order and cooperation happening in the restroom <laughs> and, and we're looking out for one silly, another silly silly man and, and keeping that like even to the point where like maybe a cleaning crew's not even that necessary because they do such a good job oh. of self-policing that's what i thought of until midway through that steely dan tribute show on saturday night that's wow. where i was did you did you work at restaurants man the women's bathrooms are the worst you know not in my recollection i don't recall it being was the owner's kid Burn, yeah. Remember? No, I yeah. cleaned play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But geez, I was surprised. But 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 then, but that same thing, Bert. Just like you said, like that. Um, that oh my god, this fucking guy before me pissed on the seat. This is a crowded bathroom. Do I want to be the guy they all think did it? Maybe I shouldn't care. Maybe I should be more like the seat pissers and be like, I don't know these fucking people. <laughs> They're not going to say anything to me. Fuck them. Pissers. You know? But I, but I do feel compelled, and I clean up the piss. Yeah, man, I uh, do too. You are. Oh. That is impressive. You're folding underwear. You're yeah. cleaning up piss. You're, you yeah. are just such a great person to have in the community. We were you raised really right. Yeah. Bert, Bert and I were raised right. <laughs> clean up other dudes' piss. Yeah. American heroes. <laughs> American heroes. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 we've just outed ourselves as, as betas, though, I suppose, for the whole world. I don't know. <laughs> nah, that's not We're beta piss cleaners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey. Piss boy. Piss boy. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Jim, did you clean up your piss? No, did you see that fucking punk behind me? That pencil neck? I, 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 I fuck that. I'll clean it up. <laughs> I saw that guy in a singlet riding through town last week. He's going to clean it up. <laughs> he was at a Starbucks. <laughs> and he, had, his, he couldn't unclip his one shoe, so he rolled his whole bike in there. <laughs> so, yeah, we're oh. piss players. We're like uh, the, the garçon de piss, right? Out of uh, piss boy. Garçon yeah. boy. Yeah. Right with the county oh. Monet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Wait, how did oh. we? This was a question about carts. Oh. How did we? Oh, Bert took us on this little. Oh, and, uh, and, and, and I will say for our listeners, it's this is a timely question because you. I've I've explained to you recently that I love Karen videos on Instagram. 
and probably on TikTok too. Uh, I love watching Karens get caught in the act. Um, there's another uh, equally satisfying um, uh, Instagram site called uh, Cart Narcs. C A R T N A R C S. Cart Narcs. And these these guys hang out in parking lots, commercial parking lots. And when they see some, now I know why Katie detests this this site. And now I know why. I didn't realize you were such a. I'm always driving when Katie and I are at the grocery store together. But um, they confront people for not putting their carts back. Like and, and like they, they have like they have like wands like the, like the, they they use at airports and like woo they make crazy sounds and they go approaching these cars and they're like gesticulate wildly at them. They're like that's not where your cart goes. It goes over there. You're blocking a handicap spot. And the people that they engage with get like ballistic they go Dude. they get so irate and, and what they do is if if the, most of the people are like well fuck you i don't care and they start to pull out these guys have magnets like magnetized bumper stickers some of them as big as like you know uh-huh. like two foot in diameter that say lazy bones on board and they throw them on the cars and, and then these guys were going to get out and want to fucking kill these guys you know it's incredible <laughs> I would totally like to see that for women who piss on toilet seats and walk away. Like yes, squatter women. So that would better. be great. Squat squatter, squatter, yeah, squat squat <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> what would you slap on their booty on the way out? Would you? What, what, what would you? Just like no. uh, you said, these are I oh, did dirty, a piss poor dirty, job. Yeah, yeah dirty piss. Right. Dirty pisser. <laughs> Inaccurate. <laughs> Squat narks. Oh my god. Oh jeez. But it's. Uh, I love that. I love that Instagram handle. You're doing good work, guys. You're entertaining. I would personally want to kill you if you like threw some magnet on my you know like right. on my uh nice car or something but uh but i'm a cart returner so i don't have to worry I, about i it. thought i was really passionate about that until you mentioned those guys and i realized i'm not that passionate well like i'm not that i'm not willing to take it that far they're trying to antagonize people for hits i mean i mean honestly yeah. if they really felt passionately you know like I, if i ever ran into a cart narc because they're all over the fucking country like they must travel around. Like I would be like, listen, they have to. They probably get under death threats, right? Well, they're, they're probably and they're always like, well, we're just trying to make the community better. I'd be like, listen, guys, I'm going to take my car back, but let's not kid each other. If you were trying to make your community better, you'd go spend the time that you use hanging out bag. in parking lot. Exactly, you know, yeah. or work at a hospice or something like that. Or you would just, out of the kindness of your heart, return cards for those people who don't want to do it. You know, but you're confronting them. You're you're you're. Uh, Branding them with scarlet letters, you know. Uh, but I like that sort of thing. I, I, I enjoy seeing people fighting. I don't know why. Yeah. Squat narcs. Uh, all right. Uh, we got one more question. Hey, bad counsel. I'm beginning to worry that my dad is losing his marbles. He has long <laughs> been a fan of ancient aliens, but he's recently yeah. taken it up a notch and is, quote unquote, preparing for the, quote unquote, inevitable invasion. Harmless hobby or leading indicator of something cognitive going wrong? I'm curious. What would you do in this situation? Well, I mean, that's, you know, her inheritance is, or his inheritance is going to be, you know, uh, paid in like cans of Franks and beans. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, In in AR-15s. 
Do you, uh, <laughs> you know, that, like, that's like a real, real thing. Like, people like doomsday prepping and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Like, the Mormons, like, are, are into that. Like, there's like a, there's many Mormons will have by default, like, two months worth of supplies in their house. Right. And that's like, mm. uh, that's like almost standard. And magic underwear. Yeah. And yeah, magic underwear. Right. <laughs> But uh, I was, it's, y- always, it's always it's always Y2K. <laughs> Y2K, my parents Y2K. had all sorts of shit. They went crazy. So yeah, my mom had had yeah. like 40 gallons of water in her little bed, two bedroom apartment. <laughs> but like, you know, it's always an interesting dichotomy when like the very religious also prepare for disasters. It's like I guess you're not, you know, counting on being looked after by the god that you spend so much time servicing. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. But uh <laughs> service yeah yeah i mean uh, you know if he starts accumulating a, a stock uh, a, a, a stockpile of weapons that might and you're concerned about his uh his cognition uh, that might be a little concerning but if he's you know if he's just uh shopping at the army navy store and watching a lot of doomsday <laughs> prepper and Nash, nat geo i don't think that's so bad yeah, man. I, I can you yeah. can you use this to your advantage though? Could you talk him into convincing him that something you want is something that he ought to be spending his money on for mm. day prep? You know, diamonds. I mean? That's going to be the only currency in the <laughs> yeah, future, Dad. Know. Diamonds, <laughs> gold bars, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> diamonds and gold. Yeah, I don't know. Or like, uh, Dad, I, I'd really think if you got me one of those four wheel drive jeeps, I'd, I'd like to be able to easily get to you if the shit starts to go down. Yeah, or something like that. I love it. That's great. You know, and, and so he's he's prepping for the alien invasion, but, you know, shit could go down. It may not be an alien invasion, right? It may be, you know, whatever. You why know, is it always invasion. bad stuff? Why why can't people prepare assiduously for great things to happen? Like nice, <laughs> nice aliens to get here. You, you know what I mean? Why is that never a thing? Really attractive. Movie. <laughs> I told, yeah, I mean... I'd like the aliens to be very attractive, too. You know, wouldn't that be fun if they were coming down here to subjugate us? The least we could say, well, look how hot they are, though. They're so hot. (laughs) (laughs) They're always scary. That sounds like a 50s B-movie, man, that I would watch. Hmm. So, yeah, you should probably... um, So, you know, uh, have him convert all his money into uh, bearer bonds or Bitcoin... (laughs) <laughs> and, and you know, and be the person who uh, holds on to it, and then uh, Baker act them. That's what I would do. Yeah, have them committed, or maybe play it up and like film it all, and then you know, make a YouTube channel out of it, right? Oh yeah, that's true. Doing all this well, bullshit, you you know, yeah, that might be something. Right? Don't let him know you're doing yeah. it. Although he'd probably figure it out. Or or one if he's downstairs in his bunker, like uh, putting the stuff away. <laughs> You know, like, uh, like have some friends, like outside with sirens, and, and, you know, and, and right. cut your dad's uh, cable and phone line, and be like, oh my god, shit's going down, dad. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and, and like, uh, and, and keep them sealed down in there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Keep them down in there for six weeks. You know what I mean? That'd be good. So. And then how would you do the reveal, though? You'd have to come up with a way to do the reveal. Like, aha, dad. Like, what would you do? I don't know. You, to, you, um, you, you would wait for him to fall into a deep sleep. And then you would just shake him awake at like 5 a.m. and be like, dad, dad, 
where have you been? You know, uh, he's going to be like, what, what do you mean? Be like, we've been looking for you. He'd be like, what are you talking about? You've been down here with me for the last five weeks. Be like, no, dad. Uh, no, I, I haven't been. Everything's fine. And have him emerge back up to the, the main floor and, and everything's normal and everything's fine. And then at that point, you can say, you know what, dad, I, I think, I think we can both agree I should be your power of attorney. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have some serious issues, dad. And you've eaten all the ramen, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. Ramen. Mmm. Have fun with it. That's what I'm suggesting, I guess, at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, we tried to start a little earlier so that uh, Bert could get his beauty sleep, his beauty rest, uh, before yeah, his uh, crack of dawn meeting. Yeah. Uh, with the so. Swedes. Sounds made yeah. up, listeners, I know. He's meeting with the Swedes. <laughs> In the nation's capital at the crack of dawn. Okay. Yes. We're not going to ask yes. anything more. Yes. He couldn't tell it's us like if a, he wanted to. It's like a Jason Bourne novel. Mm-hmm. Yes. DC traffic sucks. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Well, this was right. fun. It was fun. Love you all. Hope Love you, you guys. Great night. Bye, right, man. Good night. See ya. And let's see ya. Sure we, uh, let's see you. are giving me the fever tonight. I've seen you work before Take them straight to the top Leave them crying for more I've seen you burn on me more Fire and ice You come on like a flame Then you turn a cold shoulder Fire and ice I wanna give you my love But you just take a little piece of my It's just an illusion in this battle.